1: Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Daira. Whoa! We're back. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. God damn. See, the dogs are excited too. <laughs> I hope nobody just walked in, but. All right, y'all. So obviously, I feel like it's been ages. Yeah, we we skipped
0: last week because we got super busy. Right. I went to Niagara Falls with my family. Um, it was a lot going yeah, on Yeah, life just happens And we were unprepared And don't worry because we're going to get better I mean We've we've never really missed uh, a week since we started I feel like Maybe a holiday It was like a holiday one
1: Yeah uh-huh. We usually, like holiday weekends It's a lot going on Like she's either with her family Or uh-huh. like my family doing things So um, we try to do our best to pre-record Because when we first started We were pre-recording a lot um but again when shit happens and we think we had shit done and ready you know sometimes we kind of lack a little bit but it's all right because sometimes honestly the break is much needed i feel mm-hmm. brand new i feel refreshed i'm fr- I'm, I'm ready to give y'all uh-huh. i'm ready to give so you know sorry for the absence but
0: yeah are, but we told you we was gonna be back with two episodes, which we're gonna talk about at the end of this um, this episode, but yeah, Shit. so this episode is gonna be a little bit different because it's not so gay, mm-hmm. um, and we're gonna be talking about humor and how humor um, affects like relationships and different types of humor. Um,
1: so yeah. So I listened to um Lovers and Friends podcast with sh- what's Shan her Booty? name? Shan Booty uh-huh. Bootrum, whatever. She's actually pretty cool. Um mm-hmm. I fucked with her with her podcast and one of the episodes I happened to listen to that really caught my attention was she was pretty much talking about how sense of humor could be detrimental um to a relationship when you don't share that sense of humor with your partner. Um, she actually had mentioned how, which I was like, damn, that's facts, was that humor, like sharing that humor with your partner is a form of intimacy.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So surprisingly enough, before we get into our experience and shit, uh, we'll run through the facts a little bit. So believe it or not, most times when asked, what do you want in a partner? every single person has been a study done and everything every single person has said a fucking what is it um somebody funny
0: yeah someone who
1: has a good sense of humor yes which i mean i'm guilty i say that obviously Mm -hmm. you want to laugh all the time like that's that's the best thing to do is to laugh be entertained and as we said because you want to be entertained Mm -hmm. it keeps you on your feet Mm -hmm. it keeps you it brings the joy you know Mm -hmm. and actually when I was reading an article it said that um most men pretty much benefit from being funny because it attracts women to them more yeah which is crazy to me but well someone has said that you can't be like ugly and not have like a good sense of humor (laughs) i always think about that like i mean i'll be thinking the same shit but she says it all the time she's like yeah you can't you can't be non-attractive I'm and then saying, like, like boring like, and whatever at the same time you
0: can't be ugly and mean you can't be like i feel like you have to have something to you that attracts people to you whether you have a good sense of humor whether you just know how to make conversation like you're just a adult, adult person in general mm-hmm. and I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, nobody's ugly because let's be honest. There are some people who aren't that attractive that maybe I'm not attracted to. Maybe you're attracted to them, whatever. But I hate when I meet someone who's like an asshole and they're also not cute. I'm like, bro, you can't be both. Like, please give me something that's good about you because I don't understand. Right. A lot of people say that once you end like the honeymoon stage, people don't, they're not funny anymore.
1: I agree with that though. I feel like that happens. Like people, you, you, especially when you're in the stage of like trying to like wow the person uh-huh. or get the person to like you and shit. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're in that stage of like, oh my God, everything they do is funny. Everything they do is cute. Uh-huh. Everything like, you're just infatuated with the person, person initially. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like once you commit to that relationship and you're kind of like, out of that honeymoon mm-hmm. phase and, like, everything's becoming more regular, regular and routine, mm-hmm. you kind of fall off that and you start to realize, mm, you're kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you fall back off the things that you actually initially liked your partner for.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like in the beginning that's what attracted you to them. So you're like, oh, my God, you're so funny, like, blah, blah. But then a few months later, they're like, you think everything's a fucking joke.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, you really think everything's funny. Yeah. It's not funny. That's actually quite insulting. I kind of think, like, that's a salty feeling. I've definitely
0: said that to people before.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like, it's, it's not the time to joke right now, really.
1: But, I mean, not to get off topic, but I also feel like for some people, joking is obviously a defense mechanism as well. Or mm-hmm. like to avoid confrontation, you know,
0: yeah, um, that's something that I have that I wanted to talk about too. once you brought this up, What's that? We all know that, like most comedians do mm-hmm. suffer from depression, and it's because, like you said, it's like a defense mechanism. Um, and as we know, like, we had the really famous comedian Robin Williams. That's his name, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who, you know, died from... He committed suicide um, at 62 years old, but, like,
1: you know, he was this... I actually think it was Robert. Damn, it's been a while. Robert?
0: Robert Williams? I'm pretty sure it's Robin, because I wrote it down. Um,
1: I've, It's been so long, I hate yeah, to say so that. Yeah, so Robin guy.
0: Williams committed suicide at the age of 63, Um, and I looked into this because I really wanted to learn more about it, Um. And it says that a 2017 study showed that aggressive humor is the tendency to manipulate or put down other people while self-defeating humor is used to amuse other people at your own expense. Mm -hmm. These two forms of humor can have a potentially negative effect on the speaker's self-esteem and mindset. So sometimes you meet people who are funny because they make fun of themselves. Mm -hmm. um, And sometimes that's not the best thing. Like, you know, we laugh with them, but I feel like, you got to check on your funny friends. Like you really do because I have a good friend. He fucking cracks me up. He's hilarious. But low key he does go through things in life and I'm like maybe we shouldn't joke about this right now. Like maybe we should be serious. Yeah. Um so yeah, it is true that comedians are more likely to like face mental health challenges. Um I also want to talk about the sad clown paradox. Do you know what that is? no idea all right so the sad clown paradox is the contradictory presence of comedy and mental health issues such as depression the concept is based on an idea from sigmund fred i don't know if i wrote if i'm saying that right that comedians attempt to make others laugh as a way to relieve their own anxieties or sadness in effect Being a mental illness clown, it's not uncommon to hear in comedians' biographies how they started being funny because others needed them to. Like, growing up, you know, maybe they came from a really bad family where they had siblings, and, like, really the only way to kind of get through the pain is to, like, make a fucking joke. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, sometimes I have that sense of humor, and I feel like sometimes it could be, like, dark humor, because i go through i i if you don't know i have so many health issues and i really just be cracking up at myself because i'm like i'm going to die at a at a young age with the way i'm going um but no you really got to do check on your funny friends cuz sometimes it's not all that's meant to be you know yeah.
1: that's crazy cuz like we do that shit i feel like in my family we do that and i and we kind of come from like just talking shit and picking on each other type of humor.
0: Uh
1: Um, And like, even in the, even in our grieving stages, we make a joke out of shit. Uh Um, I have had a lot of people in our family, like on my mom's side, who's passed so many of them over the years that it's like, at this point, we kind of just not make it funny. Like we obviously still have our grieving moments, but I'll make a joke, and we'll just laugh at it. Because, like, we were all like that. So it's it's not even in um, to be an asshole type shit. It's just, like, that's who we are, and, and that's kind of, like, making people laugh to just kind of, like, come off the pressure a little bit, mm-hmm. you know?
0: But a lot of people don't get that. And I remember, like, me and my sisters have the same sense of humor. We were cracking up at a funeral. Yeah, same. Like... Cracking up, bro, and like it's like I had we had to leave the room because it's like why the fuck are y'all cracking up when people are crying? Yeah, right. And it was re- we're just dumb like that. Like I really can't, <laughs> I really can't explain it to you. And like obviously it's like a proper timing and like something has to be said or sometimes nothing has to be said and you just start cracking up. Yeah. But I remember my mom being like, "Y'all crazy! I gotta like get leave, like get out, like go outside or something, get some fresh air." Mm-hmm. And if you watch Grey's Anatomy, I remember there was this episode where they were um, at a funeral or like at a cemetery.
1: Dying, laughing. Yo, cracking up. up. I forgot who
0: passed away, but they were cracking up. Like Meredith was cracking up. Was it? No. The blonde chick, the crazy Mm -hmm. blonde girl, all of them. Oh, I think it was when-
1: George died? George
0: died. Mm -hmm. O'Malley. Yeah. That's right. I love them. Anyways, if you don't watch Grey's- you're fucking up. Don't even do it, though, because <laughs> it'll have you in your feelings. You'll be through so many emotions.
1: Right. But, yeah, I agree.
0: It'd be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to go over the gay fem- female comedians before you go over the other thing? <clears throat> All right. So you guys know, obviously, this is a gay podcast. um, And we do talk about gay stuff. But sometimes we do want to talk about other things. But I did want to go over some of like the most famous gay female comedians. There are a lot of them. I wanted to focus on these few because most of them are people of color um, and just people that I'm sure you guys will know. So the first one is Wanda Sykes. So she's a black lesbian comedian. She came out as gay at age 44 and she's been doing comedy for 30 years um, if you want to know more about her, she does have a show on Netflix called Not Normal. Um, excuse me if I fuck up these names. I don't know how to no say real. nobody's name properly. The second one is Leah Delaria. So you may know her from the Orange is the New Black show, um, but she's one of like the biggest gay uh, female comedians. And you know that joke that says, what does a lesbian bring on? T- bring to the second date? A U-Ha? That's her joke. Oh, wow. She started that. We we'll never yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Lena Waithe. I hope I said that right. But she's in a Netflix com- comedy called Master of None. I've seen it. It's hilarious. It's like dry humor. Um, she also created the lesbian comedy show called 20s. We also watched that mm-hmm. show. That show was good. 20s was good. And she was also the first black woman to win an Emmy for a comedy series. And just recently, she signed a contract with Audible. So she's doing big things. <laughs> All right. Second to last, Ashley Gavin. Um, She's a white comedian. She's an actor. She's a writer. She also has a gay podcast called We're Having Gay Sex. Um, She's exploded on TikTok. She has a bunch of followers there. Um, And she also has some comedy shows in New York like every Sunday. I want to go see her one day because she seems cool. And then the last person is Jessica Curson. She's a Jewish lesbian com- comedian from New Jersey, and she can be seen in HBO's Crashing and more recently in Bill Burr's Presence Friends Who Kill on Netflix. So there are way, way, way more comedians, but I think these are like the most known. Yeah. Um. Shout out to the East Coast John. Yeah, and I, you know, it's crazy. I just feel like most comedians are gay, like females. <laughs> most female comedians are gay. I don't know. I don't... The ones that I know are the ones that I mentioned, but I, I feel like most of
1: the time... It's like saying every girl who plays sports is gay.
0: I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess
1: we're a little <laughs> nah. funny. What yeah. can we say? I mean, yeah. And a uh. lot of people, again, like you said, uh, a lot of people who experience trauma mm-hmm. makes... Are the funny life. ones. Yeah, they're the, yeah, basically the funny ones.
0: And it's crazy because people be like, yo, how are you so funny? Why are you so funny? And it's like trauma. Trauma,
1: yeah. Experience, yo. That be the shit where you get it from. Trauma. Yep. But I feel like
0: um, sometimes we have different sets of humor, like me and you. Mm-hmm. Because I have... I'm very sarcastic. Extremely sarcastic. But when you use sarcasm in humor i feel like not a lot of people get it because obviously it's sarcasm and it could get someone really mad or like mm-hmm. really annoyed especially if you try to like do it while you guys are having an argument like i definitely don't recommend it <laughs> um but i would describe like my sense of humor as like the office she doesn't watch the office okay. um but it's like and like i remember that i used to be like yo the Office is not funny. Like, stop trying to make me watch this shit. I don't think it's funny. I don't like it. It's corny. And I had to watch it a couple times, but then I really got into it. And I was like, okay, they're funny. Mm-hmm. But, bro, I was one of those people that was like, this shit is not funny. You got to give it some time, honestly. But, yeah. talk. About, let's talk about, like, the different types of humor.
1: So, she is mm-hmm. sarcastic. And I'm dumb sarcastic, but I don't use my sarcasm with her. Mm-hmm. Only because, I don't know, I guess, like, I'm just too buttered up with her. So I do like, I think my humor, to like, with her is just being goofy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think another part of my my sense of humor is, is playfulness. But we don't really play like that. Mm-hmm. So there are some differences. She's kind of, like, more chill. And like she said, sarcasm is her humor. Which is crazy because I'm so sarcastic and I just don't. I'm not like that. I feel with like you.
0: you're <coughs> you're not sarcastic with me, really.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't you definitely there's there you your shit starts to change definitely when you start getting with some people. Yeah. But before we get into all that, there are some types of humor. So I'm just gonna run by some of them. I don't have definitions for all of them. I haven't even heard some of these before, but we'll go through it. So one is obviously physical. Um, which is everything from clowns to memes to funny facial expressions to someone falling over, you know, people slipping on a banana, ha ha, he hee. Um, mm-hmm. you know, which sometimes can be funny. I'm I'm here for the facial expressions. I'm a very like and, and a lot of people I know, it's all in their like expressions that make me laugh. Um I don't find like things like jokes funny. I think, like, storytelling and expression and, like, all personality Mm -hmm. can be funny. But um, the next one is self-deprecating. How do you say that shit? I think you're (laughs) asking the wrong person. Self-deprecating. Duh. Wow. I had a mean brain fart, right? So this is the kind of humor that is favorite among stand-up comedians in which they basically make themselves the butt of the joke and are rewarded with laughs. So we, you know, you had already we mentioned about that. that yeah. Uh-huh. Um, number 3 is surreal. I didn't have a definition for that. I I think <laughs> I she made the outline. Yeah, yeah, I made the outline this time, so <laughs> I kind of just let that one go.
0: <clears throat> so uh, what is surreal?
1: I when I looked at the example, it wasn't explicit enough for me. So hence why you were supposed to look at it. Babe.
0: Girl, no. All right, surreal humor is a form of humor predicted on deliberate violations of casual reasoning. Bro, just don't speak get English. I don't fucking understand. Don't
1: yep. And that's why I was like. It
0: says it's absurd humor. Whatever.
1: Mm.
0: It's something that's so bizarre and inexplainable that it's so funny.
1: Inexplainable for sure. So
0: something strange. I guess it makes sense, surreal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is improvisational. Impro- improvisational. I can't say this shit. Um, which is a person making up jokes on a spot. Uh-huh. Just like again being a comedian. hmm Um, another one is this is another one I don't have a definition for. <laughs> Number five is wit wordy play. Wordplay, I'm, not, I'm not gonna look
0: fault. it up because I feel but like it's just, just witty humor. Yeah. Just witty. People who are good with their words and just like
1: actually I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. That I work with. And I'm like, bitch. You're actually funny. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Like, I don't usually laugh at most of what people say, mm-hmm. but that was funny. Um. Another one is topical. Humor based on current events or trends. So, like, Saturday Night Live, The Late Night Show, Jimmy Fallon, that kind of talk about, you know, current event type shits mm-hmm. and, you know, make funnies out of things and with other, like, um, guest stars and stuff. Which... They're funny. Uh seven is observational. The ability to poke fun at everyday life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we're guilty of that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's
1: times where we'll just be fucking watching the dogs, dying, crying, laughing. Mm-hmm. Just cuz. Or mm-hmm. like when shit happens and you're like, bitch, I can't believe that's uh, yeah, happening. Right. Like this are is you fucking serious? Yeah. yeah. Um, number eight is bodily, which ill.
0: Yeah, this is, like, the type of humor that
1: little boys, like, like
0: boogers and, like, fart sounds and, like... Not even little boys. Guys are still like that. Yeah, guys, yeah.
1: Farting. Farting. Or, like, when you were younger and you used to do a little arm Uh fart. I could never do that. But shit like that, cough, like, weird shit, like, coughing in each other's face, sneezing without cover. Like, weird shit, because you think that's funny. Like, that gross shit. Uh And I don't think that's funny. Farting out. (laughs) <laughs> <Nope>. Don't <laughs> fart for fun around me. Don't do that.
0: I hate people like that. Don't do that. I hate it.
1: You're, you're, they
0: think it's so funny.
1: Yeah, like, I, ew. I used, to know some, I used to know some girl who I went to school with that was lactose intolerant. And she purposely, which I get it. A lot of people, I realize, who are lactose intolerant still eat dairy. But she would eat to the point, like, she would consume the amount of dairy that would, like, just have her, like, shitting and farting. In an instance. And this bitch used to fart. In class? No, in the fucking bus. Oh, wow. And would think that that shit was funny. We'd be out. Like, we used to have group outings. I used to play basketball with this girl. (laughs) Shout out to her. She hears this. But (laughs) she would just fart and think it's funny. And I'm like, girl. Uh Uh-huh. And the crazy part is that she was actually an attractive girl. So it was like, when she would do that shit, oh, my God. I'd be like, whoa, God bless. I feel oh, no, like
0: um, like most attractive girls don't do this, but the ones that do, I just feel like they feel like they're so attractive that they could do anything.
1: <laughs> like bitch, I'm um, farting flowers. Yeah, nah, baby. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like and please. all right, so the last um type of humor is dark, which as you <laughs> mentioned. So those are the type of humors that we had. Um, you know, if you have any other ones. Good for you.
0: All right, so I have a question for you. Do you think that it's ever okay... Do you think it is ever okay to make fun of your partner?
1: Uh, No. I think it, it that's based on the type of relationship that you have with your partner.
0: Mm-hmm. If that's
1: the same sense of humor that you're sharing, then by all means, mm-hmm. that's, that's if you're comfortable with it and you don't find offense to it, I think it's okay. Um, obviously, still with filter, mm-hmm. you know, but... If that's not the type of relationship you have, then now. Have you ever dated anyone that's like made fun of you? Um, well, you're. Are you saying yeah. like made fun of like ignorantly like talk shit? No, in front yeah. Of people? So like- I think
0: it. I think it depends. But like, have you ever dated anyone that's like was just very like jokester and like would throw jokes, make fun of you? Like, I mean, I think we make fun of each other all the time, but it's mm-hmm. like you know, it's definitely appropriately filtered. like yeah. it's not like
1: crossing the line, right? But.
0: I guess, like, if you've ever dated, like, a jokester.
1: No, because I feel like I'm usually the... The jokester. Yeah. Uh Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have either, and I don't think anyone has really ever, like, made fun of me on purpose, but I remember I was dating this girl, and she would make fun of the way that I would eat. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, you like, and I'm like, what is the problem? So then she was like, this is how you eat. So she took, <laughs> I wish I had a spoon with me. She took the spoon and she was like, you grind your teeth when you like take out your food. And I said, no, I don't. Like
1: you're bugging. Oh, like you do now, it. I do that. Oh, I thought you were, te- like she was telling you how to do it. No, oh, no. And why do bitches be telling you how to no, do no, things? No. And
0: then she started telling me how to do it.
1: <laughs> it's because she's white. So I don't know. White people just- Is this the same one who told you like not to take a shower with yeah, like- yeah, 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 I'm crying So at these
0: I was a little offended by that because mm-hmm. I was like, no one has ever told me that was a problem. My parents have never corrected me on how I eat. Like now I feel like I really need to be prim and proper when I'm around you. So that was like a little bit weird mm-hmm. to me So because I, I got a little bit offended by it. And then every time we were eating, it was like, oh, I got to make sure that- my teeth don't hit the spoon or whatever the case. <laughs> but I swear, I did not notice that. And I don't even know if I do it anymore. Do you know?
1: I've never noticed it. I, that's why I laugh when you mention you're eating. I was like, damn, what's wrong with your eating? But it's funny that you say that because now I'm going to be watching you.
0: Yeah, so she was... T- I feel like she was projecting because she told me that when she was younger... Her dad would come at her for
1: like the way that she would eat. That's like people, people that come at you for having your elbows on a table. Yeah, like, yeah, like the fuck.
0: Please, let me, leave me the fuck right. alone. Like, let I me. don't. Yeah, it's just like who, who gives a fuck?
1: Which is um, crazy because people. I feel like when you talk about people, how people eat, that's already like a like. I mean,
0: like people, it, people eat with their hands. Yeah. So who are we to tell them?
1: I'm, I'm those people.
0: No, but like not in cultures, people oh, actually yeah. always eat with their hands. I right. forgot. I don't know if it's Indians or. Like, like Asians, one of them they eat with their hands. No one's telling them that's fucking wrong. Like mm-hmm. they eat on the floor. No one's telling them you're supposed to eat on like right. sit on a chair.
1: American so, culture. So it was
0: like little things like that that would be like a little bit like weird to me and like a little bit offensive. And I feel like with me, you really gotta be careful when you try to throw a joke at me because she's offensive.
1: I'm she not offensive.
0: Offended. I'm not Gen Z. <laughs> but i feel for a this lot like of like an attack
1: i feel like for you
0: no i feel for a lot of people and like i'm one of those people that's like an empath and you could joke around it you could joke about it whatever whatever but i feel like if you keep going i'm gonna be offended even though you're not directing it at me Um, so like i don't know like let's say you're making fun of a fat girl i'm i'm gonna be like all right like Let's cut that shit out. Like, I don't like things like that. Or, like, even if you're a skinny girl, they're like, girl, she's so skinny. Like, I remember I would tell you, stop. Like, if we were watching a show and it was, like, some girl on the show and you're like, well, she's skinny as hell. And I'm like, who cares? Because I'm skinny.
1: That's different. Things like
0: that. Or, like, people who, like, are racist and think it's funny. Like, sometimes my parents do that. And I'm like, that's not funny. Mm-hmm. Like, you're bugging right now.
1: Um, I think when so they over-exaggerate like, it and they do, they continue to do it because one person laughs uh-huh. and they think it's funny funny like yeah. repetitively like nah now it's corny
0: yeah and I feel like sometimes old school parents like they'll say shit that's out of pocket and I'm like that's really not funny like I don't know what the yeah. fuck you're saying so I feel like with me you really gotta watch what you say and I don't want people to feel like, oh I gotta fucking walk on the eggshells but it's like bro just be respectful like sometimes okay shit is funny and I think you if you're that type of person, you should know who you can make those comments to. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just joke about all of that yeah. weird shit to just anybody, you Definitely know. You do not know
1: your surroundings.
0: You get me? Um, so I I wouldn't say I'm easily offended. I'm just like, I just like to watch out for everybody else. So I'm like, all right, don't don't do that.
1: Yeah. I think like for me, that, that would bother me is like I have sweaty hands. Oh yeah. So I'm always getting like she. she She'll even talk shit. And (laughs) I mean, I've had sweaty hands for damn near all my life. And at this point, all I can do is embrace it. You know, it is what it is. I tell people ahead of time, don't touch my hands. Like, and motherfuckers do it, and then think like, oh, like you know, then try to Mm -hmm. try to be funny. Like, all Mm -hmm. right, stop being fucking weird. I already told you that it was like this. Mm -hmm. No one told you to touch me, type shit. Um, There's times where will where she'll say it, and I'll be like. Annoying mm-hmm. Like Somewhat Love me but, but I didn't know it, it would like offend you I don't want to say Like it offends me I just mm-hmm. think like I've always Like it's always been Something said mm-hmm. Like I, Okay yes My hands are wet My god People act like They've never sweat Like sweat's not a thing For them And like Who fucking cares Yes my and, hands like, sweat Again don't touch me
0: All right, I used so- to have a
1: mustache And people used to make fun of me For that Like Same. hard Hard Same. body That shit used to make make me feel some type of way all
0: latinas though yeah all right. latinas have, well have eventually massage. i was
1: like Bitch, i don't care
0: i feel like when i when you told me that you had sweaty hands i was like like everybody got sweaty hands sometimes but like when i touched them Mine's i was like oh okay. it's like to the point where you see sweat coming down her like palm like on her hand they don't look like my have hands you, came I, out the faucet yeah like have you ever seen that like no usually you just You feel it, but you don't really see the sweat. And that's how crazy your sweat is.
1: Which I, that's another thing why I guess I don't take it to offense. Uh Uh-huh. Um, like that deep is because like, I don't even like the, the fucking feeling of my own hands, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't like feel offended, but I think when people start exaggerating and it's just like, ew. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Your hands, what you do with them. Like being like, all right, bitch, I told you again, they're sweaty. You know what it is like. Don't be extra. But that—that's that,
0: really all people have made fun of you for.
1: Um, I used to get made fun of a lot when I was younger, but yeah, definitely my sweaty hands and my mustache.
0: Yeah, but like now you don't. People ain't saying shit
1: to you. Nah, I she don't look get good. Made fun of that much, I feel like except for like friends and family.
0: I still get made fun of. And I feel like now that we have this podcast, we're opening it up for more people. So, like, other people could comment on, like, your looks or whatever, the way that I speak. Mm -hmm. The way that I speak is, like, another thing that people make fun of me still to this day. And not that that I'm offended by it or whatever. And I do try to, like, really pronunciate things correctly. But sometimes it just slips out. I didn't learn how to speak English until I was in second grade. Mm -hmm. And growing up, my parents don't even speak English. So when I talk to them, I have to talk to them in Spanish. So Spanish is my first language. And I feel like people think it's cute or they think it's, like, funny or they think it's, like, weird and sometimes don't make a joke about it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But it's something that I really struggle with. So when starting this podcast, I was like, oh, that's going to be a thing. Like, Mm -hmm. people are going to talk about my accent. They're not going to understand what the fuck I'm saying. They're going to have to turn their captions on, like, whatever. Um... But I don't know, sometimes I meet other people and they're like, you don't have an accent.
1: I mean, maybe I'm just a, 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 like, a you're used to, to it. it now. So uh-huh. I don't think that you have an accent, but I definitely would catch some of the, some of the words that you would say and be like, like, like I always fuck with her and say vibe. Like I go. tell her say vibe. <laughs> and that's one of the things that like, you know, uh-huh. it it sound different. Um, and,
0: and it's fine. But I feel like when people take it overboard, it's like, yeah. all right, girl, shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah. Basically. But pretty much, like between me and you, I think, um, like our humor is our sense of humor together. Mm-hmm. Which getting back to um, the the podcast, lovers and friends podcast, that humor, sharing mm-hmm. that sense of humor with your partner is intimacy. Um, and the girl she had on get as a guest. Uh, for that episode, I forget her name. But she was saying, like, um, the dude that she was dating, she, I guess she dated some dude who was, like, funny or comedian or some shit. Yeah, I think they were
0: both comedians.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And he would feel some type of way because she was f- more funnier than him. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, then she started dating somebody else and, like, to the point where she was so comfortable with the space that they had and the humor that they had. You know, mm-hmm. created together that she could like fight around him, mm-hmm. and it would be like funny to them type shit mm-hmm. um at least I believe I've heard it in a little bit, yeah, but pretty much like the importance of creating that space, like obviously, just like she says she has her own sense of humor with mm-hmm. dark and like you know dry humor, and mm-hmm. I'm more like playful and and um interactive yeah. humor, uh at first. I, I can understand how it's difficult but mm-hmm. like we can't expect to have everything the same you feel me um yeah that's shit you gotta work on so <clears throat> i feel like that's something that we worked on because for a while i did used to tell her like damn uh, do you even think i'm funny like
0: which is crazy to me because i feel like i'm always laughing
1: i i feel like you're really, not i i i or well, obviously not on the damn podcast oh, but okay. i feel like you're always laughing on a podcast
0: yeah, that's yeah. true. But I I laugh even more in person. Like, I mm-hmm. find things funny. Sometimes people are like, she fake laughing. No, sometimes I think it's funny.
1: But, well, her friend is really fucking funny. And when I see them together, I'm just like, damn, he is funny. So bro, I get why she's laughing so much. But I'm like, damn, you all laugh at me like that.
0: No, no, no. But I, it's like a different. It's different. Mm-hmm. But the, again, like that's y'all awesome sense of humor With you your siblings and with your friends, I feel like sometimes it's like ridiculous. Like, to the point where you're like... you. You're laughing so hard that you can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And that's how my best friend gets me. And the thing is that when we get together, we be taking edibles. (laughs) So forget it. Like, he's funny when we're sober and you put edibles in there. It's over. It's like, I'm going to pee on myself. But that's cool because like- he's gay. Come on now.
1: That's kind of like the person that I am for my friends and my family. Uh Like, my family alone, like, at least my siblings and, well, Mm -hmm. I guess- can't say that but like my even like my parents like we just we're we yeah. come crazy like everything's funny mm-hmm. you know, we're always about making jokes or whatever um which I guess for me for a while it was like my funny was kind of like the rude funny because again I come from a family where like we're playful we are, on each other. We talk shit funny. and and it it continued because I found friends that were like that, too, and Literally. understood the humor. Yeah, and, like, kind of all my friends, like, we talk a little shit, think it's funny, da-da-da. Um, but I have grown to know that that doesn't work for everybody. Not Da-da. not everybody's sense of humor is like that, and hers isn't like that. She talk her Bro, shit. Well, I would, like, but
0: when she, I when I first met her and her friends, I'm like, that's how y'all talk to each other? Yeah. I was baffled. We
1: talk to each other a little I aggressive.
0: I was baffled. Like, it's like on some sibling shit. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Siblings and friends are different. Like the way I talk to my sister sometimes, I probably wouldn't talk to my friends like that. I don't know. Maybe I have different type of friends. But um, yeah, I was like shocked by the way that you guys would talk to each other and like the tone. And I'm like, are y'all joking or are y'all serious? Like, I, I honestly didn't know the difference. OK, but back to back to the podcast. So in this podcast episode that we listened to with Sham Booty, one thing that her guest has said that I really liked was that she said that intimacy is when both people are laughing. Mm -hmm. It's not like someone laughing at you or you're the one laughing. Like it's like you guys both have to find the joke funny in order for it to be intimacy. And the other thing that she said that I really liked was that she loves making people laugh. I mean, she's a comedian and she loves that she can kind of break that down. Like you ever meet someone who's like super serious and then All of a sudden, like you guys start getting to know each other and they start cracking up over something that you said, like she feels like that's kind of like the equal of like an orgasm because Mm -hmm. she's like, you're just letting this out. And it's like a sound that you literally can't control at times. Um, So I thought that was like a good point. And she knew that she had met a right match when she went on a date with this guy and um, she... Ended up being late to the date because her dad dropped her off late or whatever. So she started complaining about her dad to him. And she was like, I don't know, I was just like in a venting mood. So she starts complaining about her dad to her date. And then this is when she knew that, like, they were meant to be. So he's like, well, at least your parents aren't dead. So there was, like, a second of silence, and then they both started cracking up. So obviously, you know, his parents... Died so like that's why he made that joke. But that's that dark humor that I'm talking about. Like not everyone gets that, and sometimes people think that you're fucking weird if you were to say some shit like that. You said that to me. I'm cracking
1: up. Honestly, I love the laugh. I agree. Like laughing is probably equal, if not sometimes better than an orgasm, Mm -hmm. because it's just like I don't know. It's it's a different feeling, like. And I hate it because I wish I was one of those people, I'll be telling her this all the time. I wish I was one of those people who just fucking laughed at the dumbest shit. Like could just cry at the dumbest shit. And I and I don't. Like I laugh, but it's not like cracking up. Like on some Jimmy Fallon shit. And honestly, weirdly enough, people who crack up, like Neya, when she's laughing, mm-hmm. I laugh. Cause her, just like her laugh is just so like, yeah. it's one of those. I love those. I love when people laugh and it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I read this article and it actually happened to be, Okay, I read this article and it actually happened to be like a study that, um, this guy did, what's his name? Jeffrey Hall. And he was a professor at university of Kansas. Um, and he did a study pretty much on, um, sense of humor and relationships. And basically he said that people think people that think that you're funny or that you can make a joke out of anything is not strongly related uh, to relationship satisfaction. What is strongly related to relationship satisfaction is the humor that couples create together. Like she was just saying. Um, he also said that, Say you and your partner shake, I guess to give an example. Say you and your partner share a quirky sense of humor, but romantic comedies or sitcoms do nothing for either of you. So it's not that any style or a sense of humor is any better or worse. What matters is that you both see quirky humor hysterical. If you are a sense of, if you share a sense of what's funny, it affirms you and affirms your relationship through laughter. Again, form of intimacy. Um, Playfulness between romantic partners is a crucial component in bonding and establishing relational security. And that laughter, particularly shared laughter, is an important indicator of romantic attraction between potential mates. So not laughing at each other or laughing with each other, which honestly is a great feeling when me and you laugh together. We'll be in bed. It's midnight. It's time for us to go to bed. And we're fucking crying. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking at her face and she'll think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Crying. I forgot what
0: what we talked about last time when we were cracking up.
1: Dying. I don't know. I said something. I don't know.
0: I just be saying crazy things when I'm in bed already. Mm -hmm. Got the sleepy Mm -hmm. ha-has.
1: It also says that the bottom line, uh, Jeffrey Hall says, it's good to have humor. It's better to see it in your partner and the best to share it. It's not about being a great comedian, but finding what's funny in the everyday and enjoying it together, whether it's The Simpsons. I don't think they're that funny. Or repeating funny things your kids say or the New York New York cartoon or relinquishing the absurdity of life. Mm-hmm. It's important that you do it together. So share that shit. You're not going to have the same sense of humor, but you got to <laughs> find what works for you guys. It's always about, like, not compromising, but, like, working and and mm-hmm. creating the space that you want with your partner
0: all right and then I just want to end with if you and your partner have a difference as a humor that's okay but sometimes the issue um it's like the fact that you guys have different values so that's why you guys find different things funny and I think that's what you need to get down to the nitty-gritty like you know, when someone says an offensive joke and they think it's funny and they crack up. One thing to say back to them to make them feel stupid is to tell them, I don't get the joke. Can you explain it to me? Because by then it's not funny anymore. As they have to explain it to you. So if you, ever, if you ever feel that, I would definitely recommend doing it with your partner. But how <laughs> do you want to make
1: your partner feel stupid, though? <laughs>
0: how, because you thought it was funny. I thought it was offensive. So explain it.
1: Yeah, but why not just say, hey, I kind of think that was offensive.
0: No, because I want them to realize how it was offensive.
1: But not everybody has the same realization. I think, but it, then it becomes I think the same once thing. once you break it down, yeah, oh, like, oh, it's done oh, up. Shit. It's dumb.
0: Like, it's not funny. I don't know. But, anyways, how to get through it if you don't want to be petty like me, you just need to find common grounds. Um, like she said, have a conversation about it. And then it says a little self that deprecation can go a long way so kind of like using humor and using it towards yourself which you can't do all the time but that's like a way to kind of get through it and not let it be so awkward and then it says to lean into physical comedy whatever that is for you
1: yeah well that about sums up our humor episode hopefully you got a little Mm -hmm. juice from it Um, We got two family meeting questions. We're going to run down for y'all.
0: Yes, we have a couple of things we want to talk about after the family meeting, too. So stay tuned. All right. So the first one. My girl and I got a sperm donor through a Facebook group. She is five months pregnant right now. And recently, the sperm donor, I can't read. I'll read it.
1: Mm -hmm. My girl and I got a sperm donor through Facebook group. She's five months pregnant right now. And recently the sperm donor started acting very possessive and is making us feel like he might switch up and try to claim rights to the baby. Do y'all know any lawyers out in LA and how would you handle the situation? First of all, I know that if you put this part, this fucking question on TikTok, men are going to be in the comments like he has the rights and weird shit, but that's besides the point. Um, we're, I actually don't know any in LA. I'm sorry. I wish I could help, but for but those of you who this. are from, yeah, mm-hmm. for those of you who are um in the West Coast and happen to know any good lawyers, when we post this, feel free to comment and uh get these people some help.
0: I have more questions. Like what type of Facebook group is this? Is it monitored? Is it a professional type of thing? I feel
1: is like you like- could do anything on Facebook now. Is it a free There's so for many all- groups. There's so many groups. You know, and
0: this is why you can't, sometimes you can go through this because this isn't, this isn't the first time this happens where um, the sperm donor wants rights or whatever. That's something that people don't recommend when two lesbians are trying to have a baby and they know a friend. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we should just like, get our friend or whatever. It's like, no, because people would be acting weird.
1: I, next thing you know, they want rights. I personally don't know what it is about men. First of all, it's already, hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's already difficult um, when you ask a male, you know, friend or someone close to you mm-hmm. to be that sperm donor. Half the time, the people, the, these guys don't even want to be a sperm donor. And it's so crazy because it's like, how could you be so attached to your sperm? But you got a bunch of kids out here you don't take care of. That's what cracks me up. Yeah, like, I really don't get it. And it's not, like, throwing no shade, but it's it's dead ass. Like, y'all got no, kids out here shade. that you don't give a fuck about it's or take shade. care of. But then, and then you want to be out here fucking unprotected. But you are so attached to your sperm all of a sudden when it comes to two women asking for it, basically. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck make it make sense like what do you what are you fucking scared of oh and, and most of the time they're always like oh well um i i can't i can't live in a world knowing that i have a part of me out here yeah that but you i don't have know
0: a, you have a bunch of kids <laughs> yeah out here that you don't take care of could care less about right so that's you so
1: pressed over this right that shit amazes me
0: it cracks me up
1: um however uh which i always not always but i think at some point i did i did used to think that too like well, it would just be easier thing but until I realized like guys are really attached to their shit anyway. So there's a system for this now. Right. Um, unfortunately, it is what makes it hard though. is that it's expensive. And I mean, I don't even know why it's so expensive because we the one with the golden eggs. Like you can't have a baby without an egg but whatever yeah okay we need the sperm cool but there's sperm bakes for that and unfortunately they are expensive but you know you you it's worth the expense to avoid shit like this Mm -hmm. because now you're gonna fight in the event that he does want this you know wants to be a part of the the child's you know life all of a sudden now you're paying you know the money in legal fees and trying to you know separate him from that Mm -hmm. because like
0: yeah, I mean, this is just a lesson learned. Hopefully, you know, we can connect you with someone who's able to help. But, yeah, that's crazy. I hope that, you know, it all works out.
1: Yeah. For the most part, I would just say keep in contact with him and just, like, tell him. Let him know, like, listen, you this is what it was, and this is what we got to stick to. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just be switching up. Right. Get your contracts out well, here, you Well, get yo. him
0: scared. Tell him that you're getting a lawyer and see if he, like, backs down. Tell him that, you know, you're going to get
1: a lawyer and you're going to get this situated. That maybe is maybe he'll back down, but who knows? I wish you luck with that. I hope that all turns out um, well for you guys. and You guys get the help necessary to get him out the way. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Last question. Should I be upset? that my girlfriend doesn't get excited about things I tell her, I tell them anymore and recently stopped responding back. I just get a, oh, cool. And then a week or two later, they'll get excited and tell me the exact same thing, but someone else has brought it to their attention. Um, it always seems to be the person at work, the same person at work. I don't know how to respond other than you don't remember. I already told you about it and you didn't say anything. Um, how would you feel? Or is it nothing? Just innocent combo? Honestly, I'm gonna feel some type of way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, we're guilty of it, because I feel like I tell her things and I'll be like, I told you that. Like, mm-hmm. or like she'll be like, I told you that. Um, but when it happens often and it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, like not that I necessarily need an excitement all the time, but like at least you know show some uh, some type of interest mm-hmm. like you give a fuck what i'm saying like if i'm excited about it i'm not saying like you need to be excited what i'm excited about yeah but at least show again like that like oh wow that's cool like mm-hmm. you know that you, you're you're interested in what it is that has right. me excited like you want to hear what i have to say that's what making me mad because it feels like okay so you you don't pay attention to me you don't pay attention right. to me you don't give a fuck what i'm talking about
0: yeah that's how I would approach it. I would be like, I feel like you're we're we're having some communication issues because I feel like you don't listen to me, and it's crazy because these things are over text, so mm. it makes you feel like do you not read my text messages? It' would right. be one thing if it was like maybe in person. that's why we forget that yeah. we say these things but i I would then question it with like, do you feel like you need validation from this person? Like, what do they have right. over you? Like, is this your boss? Are you trying to be friends with this person? Is it more than friends? Are you starting to develop feelings? Like, I feel like this is a deeper conversation mm-hmm. just because you always got to watch out with people at work. It's always the people at work. They yeah. always got to meet somebody at work. I mean, that's where you spend most of your time, obviously. Um, I'm not saying to, like, overthink it, but it's just things to think about and mm-hmm. to to talk about. Um but yeah, I we'll would be upset too. And I don't think that's, your feelings are va- validated
1: no yeah. matter what. Yeah. That's like the same thing you're getting out that honeymoon stage and not finding your partner funny anymore. Like mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you're not listening. You're not really in tune with the conversations that mm-hmm. we're having. And it's just, it's it's a little insulting because it's like, yeah. obviously. It's like talking to a wall. Yeah. Like most of the time you want to tell your partner first. And when it's like, I'm excited to tell you something, mm-hmm. you just like, all right, cool. Like disregard it you know disregarding it it's just mm-hmm. like damn that's kind of ass like
0: yeah. you kind of
1: took away the moment but it would really piss me off to know that a whole other person that,
0: yeah like who are they
1: yeah like why the fuck was it cool when they fucking said it right who are they yeah well like she said it's valid your feelings are valid so say something <laughs> all right and
0: are we ending up Yeah, that's it. So then we want to end with the other episode that we talked about in our Instagram story. So last week, we went on this podcast called Horrible Decisions. Um, If you haven't heard of them, you have to listen to them. Um, It's hosted by Mandy B and Wheezy, And they've been doing this for years. I want to say six, seven years. And they've had... Some pretty awesome people on their podcast. But first, first, um, I want to talk about like what their podcast is even about. So it's horrible as in whore. So W-H-O-R-E. I b L E, I believe. Um, and basically they're two black women who talk about sex and these stigmatized kinks, and they have stories to tell, and they also have guests on their podcast who have stories to tell. Um, and they're fucking funny. So I definitely recommend watching them, listening to them. If you haven't, we're going to add their, um, podcast and their YouTube on this description. And I'm going to add like one of my favorite podcast episodes from them. But, um, yeah, we, we went on their podcast and they've had people like the city girls. They've had, um, be Simone. They've had brilliant, brilliant idiots. They've had Shambudi. They've had her man on the podcast Mm -hmm. too. Sophia Franklin, who used to be on Call Her Daddy. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say that horrible decisions is actually the OG Call Her Daddy. Call Mm -hmm. Her Daddy started after them. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they have they have some amazing content. They do shows, like they do it all. They have studios. So going on their podcast was a little bit scary. I'm not gonna lie. I was chilling. Because she's always chilling. She's like, always chilling. Damn,
1: this is what's up. Like, at first, I think I was like, all right. You know, mm-hmm. it's always a little bit nerve-wracking being in a space that you're not, um, or like an environment you're not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, ultimately, like, I guess to avoid, like, that weird... Um, awkwardness Mm -hmm. and nervousness is just to go in with the positive mindset like Mm -hmm. oh we're gonna be good we're gonna be good like we're gonna be good yeah i mean uh and shout out to travis and stuff for like hyping us too because they were like y'all gonna be good it's gonna be Mm -hmm. and 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 it turned out great honestly we enjoyed it yeah
0: yeah it's just a little crazy because like i said they're very popular they have a lot of listeners and people becoming crazy in their youtube comments so that's what i was scared of Not so much of meeting them or also meeting them because I was fangirling. But, you know, what other people have to say, just because of the type of content that we produce compared to what they produce. Like, they talk about sex. They talk about kinks. They talk about crazy stuff. This man, one of his kinks was, like, to wear a diaper and and to literally shit in his diaper. Crazy shit, right? And, like, our content is more about, like, lesbian relationships and, like... Completely different. I mean, we do talk about sex, but we're not, like, these kinky lesbians. We don't have threesomes. So that's also what I was concerned about because I was like...
1: Damn, are we we're... boring? Like... I was like, Are
0: we boring? Like, I don't yeah. really know, but... I we mean... just didn't get to
1: that point in life yet, y'all.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, we're two years into our relationship, and we talk about it on their podcast, but yeah. honestly, I feel like meeting them, they were super cool. Mm-hmm. They, they were very welcoming, um... I was honestly scared to meet Mandy because if you listen to the podcast, watch the show, Mandy seems like more like like a little bit crazier and a little bit more outspoken. So I was like, you're going to sit next to Mandy because I can't. And I ended up sitting next to Mandy and we were like chomping it up. And it was a good good vibe. I felt confident after. I don't know how the episode is going to turn out since it comes out on Monday. Well, by the time we... By the time we released this, it already cu- came
1: out, but, um... It's supposed to come out October 10th.
0: Yeah. At midnight. as well, yeah. Yeah, at I midnight. Mean, like, um, but, yeah.
1: Very yeah. grateful for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, definitely shout out to Manny and Weezy for even having this, us... Yeah. yeah. on their platform and sharing such a uh, special space with us. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're still fresh in this podcast game. So, um, mm-hmm. it's just nice to have that... Uh, extra push and right. um you know just the that the confidence and the mm-hmm. and, and the damn i don't even know what word i'm looking for but it, yeah. it's just nice to have from like people the, who like have been the in validation this. Yeah. because
0: like one thing that because i i mean i say it on the show i was like i'm shocked that Weezy, you responded mm-hmm. the whole reason why we got on it is because Weezy was looking for someone to come on the podcast and i follow her so she put it and i dm'd her back and i responded to it and she was she was like legit about it and we scheduled it for like 2 weeks in advance or whatever um and the whole point of it was to bring on latinas on on the podcast obviously it's Hispanic Heritage Month Hispanic Heritage Month which we haven't talked about but yes it ends on the 15th um and the whole point was just to be, bring awareness to our podcast which i think is dope i love when people who have a platform put other people on. I yeah. think it's awesome, especially to black women. Like I feel like you don't see too many women empowering each other, which is tragic to me. And I don't know. It was just like a really good opportunity. Like I said, especially because that's not the type of content we put out. But for them to know that and to still have us on their podcast, I yeah. thought that was good. And like Weezy has said that our content has like a point to it. And something that I try to do with like our videos and TikToks is to have like a like something like some saying something that makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes we ramble and I don't want to put that out there, but it's like something that gets someone thinking, you know? Yeah. Um, so
1: yeah, that was nice and awesome. Go check that out when it comes mm-hmm. out.
0: Yeah, we're gonna add that link to our bio. And then the other thing that we want to talk about is you wanna say it?
1: Dun dun dun. Nah, cause I forget.
0: <laughs> the Patreon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Girl. I'm done with her.
1: Um. <laughs> yes, y'all. So we put out on um our feed on Instagram to see who would be interested in potentially signing up for Patreon in the event that we do make a Patreon account.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we wanted to feel out the room mm-hmm. and see if people were even interested in that. So I didn't learn about Patreon until I started podcasting. And basically, Patreon is another platform. You do have to download another app. I'm sorry. But basically, it will give you more content, right? So some of the things that I was mentioning was um, monthly Zoom meetings with us, like extra podcast episodes and videos, behind-the-scenes footage of, like, how we record our videos, Discord chats, which is kind of like a Slack but different, um ig close friends uh full itinerary and videos of like when we go on vacation and when we go on dates because people are always asking us like where did you stay what did you do blah 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 um live advice which is something that you know it's like super popular since we started the podcast we get a lot of emails and sometimes we are not able to answer to all of them um vlogs so like day in the life gym workouts what we do um, and then, obviously, we want merch. So, like, merch discounts or getting merch every, like, three to four months. is something that is still in the works, but we just wanted to, like, let you guys know that that's going to be coming soon, very, very soon. Um, we, we started the LLC. Like, we did all the paperwork, so we're, like, legit about this. And the whole point of it is to build a stronger community with everyone.
1: Yeah, I think... Um- It'll be nice to be obviously, you know, in the episodes that we Mm -hmm. have been posting and getting into the family meetings to become more like, you know, connected and personable with you guys. Um, Again, like a lot of people who hit us up are always like, thank you. We appreciate this. We love this. We needed this. Um, And that was the whole purpose of having this platform to begin with was to give a space for Mm -hmm. for people who need this. Because at one point we were in a space where we didn't have this. Yeah. and now that we are sharing this we want to share it with everybody else mm-hmm. so i do think like having this patreon um mm-hmm. is is just more to be like personable with you guys and mm-hmm. and to give better access of mm-hmm. us to you you guys right um,
0: and with the whole like there's going to be different payment options there's going to be like three tiers um so you guys get to pick like what you want to pay for and We also, like, still don't get paid for this. So that's the other thing. Like, um, it's kind of hard for us to get brand deals because, one, we're new. Two, we're Latinas. Three, this is a lesbian podcast. Like, let's be real. Let's be fucking real. (laughs) So, you know, we do have some sponsorships, not a lot, but we still work full-time jobs. Yeah. So, like, this does take a lot of time from us. So we're like, you know what? And we wanna like we we wanna grow and in order to do that, sometimes you need more money like to get more camera like more camera angles and better equipment. Better equipment, better
1: mics. Um. Yeah, everything we got has been nothing but out of pocket. And obviously mm-hmm. you gotta start put, somewhere. You gotta yeah. put money out before you get money in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um it'll be well it'll be a year, I think, in January since we started. Mm-hmm. And so far we've we've done a lot. We've done a lot, we've grown a lot. Mm-hmm. I love every, um, step that we have taken, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're growing at a pace we're supposed to be growing. And sometimes I got to tell her like, babe, it's okay. Like Mm -hmm. we're doing good. It's Mm -hmm. just not, you know, we, we, we just have a certain time. Like it's just, we got to move slow right now. Um, but ultimately, you know, like she said, we have full-time jobs. So it's like, you know, to, to, we knew mm-hmm. obviously that getting into this would be time consuming mm-hmm. and would take away from some of our free time, and we're absolutely okay with sacrificing, yeah. um, some time to put aside to do this, right? Because we want to,
0: and we love doing this, so it's never something that we're like, oh, like a drag. Like right. no, like we get excited to do this. We get excited to dress up and and record, and I feel like. On top of doing this and then having a job and then going to the gym and being with your family and then also us making sure that we have time to date, it could Mm -hmm. get a lot. So we're like, you know what? Let's start a Patreon. You never know what could happen, what could come from it. And at the end of the day, we'll be building a stronger community. Like we Mm -hmm. said, it's something that we need. We don't see too many people doing this, especially Latinas, people of color um so hopefully you guys can also communicate with each other and i know there's some people that aren't even on the west coast or the east coast they're somewhere in the middle and mm-hmm. those people in the middle literally have like nothing yeah and that shit is crazy to me so, so I think we it'll be all nice. can
1: you know right and i'm excited for these friends. zoom
0: meetings because it'll be live like we'll get to see y'all get to see us ask us mm-hmm. questions talk about shit um so yeah That will be in the works. We'll let you guys know when we're going to put it out there. And we hope that, you know, you guys sign up.
1: Hell yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to get a shirt made. Oh, yeah. Let's be fucking real. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. That's things that we want to do, you know. So
1: that's all. All right, y'all. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, thank you for holding tight and waiting for us to drop this episode. Yeah, it Um, won't happen again. Yeah. uh, I mean, it's going to (laughs) happen, but not soon. Not anytime soon. And
0: if you're new here, stick around, watch some of our podcast episodes or listen to some of our podcast episodes. Um, I think one of the most popular ones right now is by Wife Energy with Mm -hmm. We Still Like Each Other. They're amazing. They're one of our close friends. Listen to them as well if you haven't. They're a married couple, um, and they be doing some dope shit. And what's the other episode that people really like?
1: Like um, strap, strap energy. Big strap energy. Um, you know, if y'all want any more sexy talk, they love the we sex can talk ones. about it. They like we're not scared ones. to talk about it, but mm-hmm. we just don't know, know what people want to hear.
0: Right. We also have some educational ones, like going through the IVF process with Eden and Jay. They're going through it right now. They're a lesbian mm-hmm. couple in the West Coast. Um, we have a bunch of shit. So just look. Yes. You'll find something that. You can connect with. All
1: right, y'all. This has been long enough.
0: All right. Bye. This is Mother
1: Goose.